everyone. Welcome to the Scripture Study Project, our podcast dedicated to helping you discover the scriptures in a fresh way, invest your mind and heart into your personal study, and connect to God in your everyday life. We're your hosts, Zach and Krista Horton. Uh, this episode, we're studying sections 94 through 97. We're calling this episode Build, and we'll talk more about that in a bit. But we are um, excited to study this week, and uh, we've thought a lot about um, you know, the last, I don't know, for, for some people, the last week or this week or next week, we're um, getting back to school, um, back to in-person church and in-person work. And I know we have the Delta variant, but it just feels like things are kind of slowly starting to move towards um, a reconstructive phase of life where we get to move forward with some things. And, and isn't it interesting that it feels that way that I think we always talked about what it will be like when we go back, but I think we all knew that to an extent it wasn't going to necessarily just be going back. Mm -hmm. And it feels very much that way that it's not that we're going back to exactly how it was before, but that let's face it, that things are going to be a little different as we go, as we reconstruct what the world is going to look like now. Yeah, yeah. So this study this week, I think, is especially relevant to this. Um, If you've read some of the background information to these sections, a lot of it has to do with building. Section 94 is a revelation on uh, construction of the Kirtland Temple. Uh, Section 95, if you look at the dates originally uh, in the, if you have a set of scriptures that's older than 2013, then section 94 will say it was received in May. That was mislabeled a long time ago and the problem was perpetuated. And so in the 2013, it was corrected to August. And so the first chronological revelation is actually section 95, where the Lord chastises the people for not obeying the commandment he gave them in section 88 to build a house for him, for the school of the prophets, and for what will eventually be the temple. So the chastisement comes in section 95, and then sections 94 and 97, one given to Kirtland and one given to Kirtland to send to Zion about constructing that house, the actual plans for building um, this house to the Lord. And, um, and, And like we said, just as we've been talking about kind of rebuilding life, uh, there are some incredibly powerful truths in here that I think can guide us as we kind of piece our lives back together a bit after everything that's happened the last year and a half. Well, and I know for me, and I think you'd say the same, Zach, is that a big influence in my thoughts around this that have been really kind of cool. Maybe I, I'm glad that I happen to have these two things, this study and then a podcast episode, which maybe some of you have read the book. It's a book by Patrick Mason and Faith Matters Foundation had him on their podcast not in a, not that long ago. Um, and he re- reads the first chapter of his book about restoration. The book is called Restoration. And I think for me, the thoughts that he brought forward really resonated with my feelings on... Um, what the purpose of our church is. And he just brought up some really enlightening things. So um, definitely recommend that. And maybe we'll even stick that in our show notes this week, as well as his book that I haven't got to read the whole thing, but I'm looking forward to doing that. So anyway, I think as we can really look at these revelations about building, about ultimately restoring, I mean, this is something that 
the early saints, Joseph Smith, and these people commissioned to build the temples really felt like they were restoring God's temple back on the earth, just like he mentions in these revelations. So I think that, like Zach said, it can be a really timely message for us as we start to restore our lives in a way, um, but also as we hopefully look at the restoration for ourselves and for the work of God um, in a new light. Yeah. In fact, what we'd like to discover this episode is that idea of restoration. And if you'll forgive me for departing from the Doctrine of Covenants for just a bit, when I heard that uh, that chapter on that podcast from Patrick Mason, one of the points, one of the things he points out is that even though we are uh, commonly used to the phrase the, restora- the restoration of the church or the restored church, those phrases do not appear anywhere in Scripture. Um, as far as the standard work Scriptures are concerned. God does not restore a church. He doesn't restore an organization or a building or a structure to the earth. What he does restore, though, is something different. So this is 1 Nephi chapter 15, verse 20, uh, verses 19 and 20, the first time <clears throat> that uh, the word restoration is used in the Book of Mormon. And it's Nephi speaking about his brothers. He says, I, Nephi, spake unto them concerning these things. Yea, I spake unto them concerning the restoration of the Jews in the latter days. Then a couple of chapters later in chapter 21, he quotes Isaiah. So here's the second prophet talking about restoration. And Isaiah says this, It is a light thing that thou shouldst be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. A couple of chapters later in 2 Nephi chapter 3, Lehi, so here's the third prophet talking about restoration, says this, Out of weakness he shall be made strong in that day when my work shall commence among all my people unto the restoring thee, O house of Israel, saith the Lord. In other words, in the scriptures, the Lord is not restoring a church. He's restoring people. And that fits with his character and personality. He's not about building things. He's about building people. In fact, if I can throw one more at you, 2 Nephi chapter 9, this is Jacob talking about restoration. And I love what he says. He first explains in verse 2 that the Lord will restore people to the true church and fold of God. And then one of my favorite verses in this chapter is verse 26. Listen to what the Lord restores his people to. For the atonement satisfieth the demands of his justice upon all those who have not the law given to them, that they are delivered from that awful monster, death and hell and the devil and the lake of fire and brimstone, which is endless torment, and they are restored to that God who gave them breath which is the Holy One of Israel. And so I love this frame as we study this week um, revelations about building. I think it's essential that we understand that even though the Lord is giving directions about building, 
Um, he's not building a temple just because we need to have a restored temple. The purpose in building a temple or a house of the Lord where they'll hold the school of the prophets and where they'll have that great meeting in Kirtland where they get to see the Lord and feel his presence. The reason he's asking them to build that is so he can restore his people to ordinances, covenants, and power and endowment of power that he will give to them. It's not about the building, it's about the people. Well, I love the thought of the restoration really coming to us as individuals and to God's people, um, because I think that's something that is unique to what we can do right now as we begin going back to our churches and our communities, that I think part of the uncomfortable feeling, at least as I examine myself, is that, again, I have to be around people and I have to learn again to mourn with those that mourn and be in situations that maybe I would choose not to be in. But that's kind of the beauty of community and church is it helps us to grow in uncomfortable ways because we have to kind of identify with other people and grow together with other people. Um, And I think that what we can see is that as we come back and maybe we're wondering where our beliefs fit in a ward and where, what, what our growth that's taken place over the past year, how that fits in with fitting in with other people. Um, But I think this idea of God restoring us as individuals to ourselves and to him and his blessings is that you have the opportunity to help with this kind of restoration of what the church is going to look like in your area and in your heart too. Well, I like that you bring up that messiness. I was with a group this last week and we were talking about the lessons we learn in working on our homes as we remodel or fix or build and lessons we learn from that that can apply to us as we try and remodel or restore or rebuild our lives post-pandemic. And uh, it was it was almost hilarious how many similarities there were, but one of the people said, you have to make 10 trips to Home Depot for one simple project, right? There's nothing that's simple. You think that this might be a simple fix and a 30-minute project turns into a three-day project because you have to go back and forth to Home Depot and you got the wrong thing and you have to find the instructions for it and you watch this YouTube video and that YouTube video and they don't agree and it's messy. Building is a messy thing. And I like that you're talking about that messiness. And so as we talk about that, I, I think the question or a question we could use to invest our mind and heart into our study this week is the Lord's response to that messiness. In section 94, in verse 2 and in verse 6, he promises the saints a pattern to help them build. And I think there's a lot to be figured out with that word pattern. Why isn't it specific instructions or directions? Why does he have a pattern instead of directions in this case? But... I think a great question to ask ourselves as we study is, what pattern or patterns will the Lord follow as he builds or restores my relationship with him? What patterns is the Lord going to follow as he restores me to his promises, to his blessings? And as you mentioned, as uh, I work to restore myself to the communities that I live in.
Well, I like the way you asked that question, Zach, because I think that the word pattern that you pulled out from a couple of these verses in section 94 is kind of a cool one to think about as we're building, because we can think of it um, in ways of the blueprints or the patterns that we're going to get from God. I'm thinking of patterns for sewing, right? Mm -hmm. So same thing, but that general idea of an outline of how he wants us to build something. But then also the pattern could also be thinking for us personally is thinking of how God has worked with us in the past and remembering those patterns and maybe going back to those. Um, For me, that applies as I look at um, what helps me connect to God in this instant is in this instance, is in section one, what stuck out to me was, um, I say unto you, my friends, a commandment I give unto you that ye shall commence a work of laying out and preparing a beginning and foundation of the city of the stake of Zion here in Kirtland. Um, So for me, I just thought that isn't that kind of what we all need? Is Sometimes we need that beginning prepare your beginning and foundation and for me that's helping me as I remember to kind of go back to the basics of what my faith is and that I can build and progress as I remember those very basic things and I guess for me I don't know something we've been talking a lot about is prayer Mm -hmm. and how key that can be in building or restoring our relationship with with God. Well, I think we've realized how important it is over the past year when we don't have as many organizational or formal forms of worship and connection. We have had to reevaluate our own private forms of worship and connection. And so prayer has been really important as part of that. And so I love this idea of going back to the basics of uh, looking at the beginnings, the foundations, And uh, I think the pandemic has given us a great chance to evaluate those foundations and those beginnings. And maybe in a lot of cases, we'll go back to the basics or go back to those foundations and then build something that looks a a little different than it did in the beginning of the, before the pandemic happened. And I think that can often be a beautiful place to to begin. Yeah. The connection I found to God, the practical connection, application for me as I studied is this uh, reference in section 97. The Lord says, I say unto you, all among them who know their hearts are honest and are broken and their spirits contrite and are willing to observe their covenants by sacrifice. Yea, every sacrifice which I, the Lord, shall command, they are accepted of me. Um, Section 97, if you notice the date, I think section 97 even has in the introduction a reference to the persecution that's happening in Jackson County. It's in the summer of 1833 that members of the church are essentially forced out of their homes in Jackson County. Joseph Smith doesn't know about that when he writes uh, the revelation that comes to him that's section 97 and then when he sends it to Jackson County. So it's interesting to note that the Lord talks about the importance of sacrifice without the prophet even knowing that the people are very literally sacrificing their homes for the sake of the gospel. He mentions sacrifice again uh, in verse 12 when he talks about the tithing, the sacrifice that's required to build a house. So if we're talking about fundamental, foundational patterns, 
it's kind of counterintuitive, but I find it really intriguing that when the Lord wants us to build something or restore something, part of that building restoration process, part of what he asks us to do is to sacrifice, to give something up. And that's the counterintuitive part. You would think that building something means I acquire more. But in this case, when we're building or reconstructing spiritual things, it seems like it's often what we are willing to give up more than what we're willing to acquire that matters. And so I've just been thinking about what are the sacrifices that I have made over the past year and a half, and what are the ones that I'm willing to make or need to make in order to restore um, my my relationship with God or my devotion to his service. And if you want great reading, the verses following verse 8, 9, and uh, 10, 13, 14, 15, 16 are some incredible promises the Lord gives because of our willingness to sacrifice. Um, maybe most notably verse 15. And inasmuch as my people build a house unto me in the name of the Lord, and do not suffer any unclean thing to come into it, that it may not be defiled, my glory shall rest upon it, and my presence shall be there. For I will come into it, and all the pure in heart that shall come into it shall see God. As difficult as the last year and a half have been for all of us, I have heard, you have heard, and maybe have experienced yourself like I had, experiences where we've been able to see God in a new way to be uh, not just restored, but um, to have something built within us that maybe couldn't be there without the trials and the difficulties we had been through, without the sacrifices we'd gone through. And so I find these sections incredibly encouraging and hopefully uh, these, this Discover, Invest, and Connect helps you as you begin your study this week and as you open yourself up to what God will help you do to restore or build um, your connection with Him and the work that He has for you to do. Thank you so much for studying with us this week, and we'll see you next episode.